0: We gotta demand more from our people that's telling those stories. But we also gotta demand better from the people who are putting us in those conditions. Where are the schools at that that are qualified as not having the highest education? Where they at? In the hood. Why? Because in the impoverished communities is where most of the unemployment, most of the drugs, most of the crime, most of the violence, most of the single parent homes, most of the government assistance, most of the felons, and I can go on and on. But the most important stat is this, it's where the least amount of taxes being paid. Where there are no tax dollars, you will see a community that is deficient in programming, deficient in tools, deficient in opportunity. You put those deficiencies together and you get chaos. What's good? What's good? What's good? It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper. Welcome to another episode of Trapping Tuesdays, y'all. Of, of course, it's the dopest show on the block. To all my OG Trappers, what's down with ya. We hope them portfolios jumping. And the dividends are dripping. To all my new trappers, welcome home. And just in case you didn't know, our motto around here is, we don't get it out the mud, we get it out the market. <laughs> Listen, man, this week's episode is entitled... An encounter with wealth. So I did some thinking this week, man, and, and, and I realized that an encounter with wealth is something that is often not expected. So let's look at the word encounter. It means to come upon an experience unexpectedly. Let me be clear, yes, in order to establish wealth, we must be intentional, strategic, methodical. The principle or cardinal rule around wealth is that assets accumulate wealth. Encounters. Certain encounters often startle us. Some, they even frighten us. They catch us off guard. In the good book, the word encounter represents a righteous relationship in which we are establishing connection with the Most High. But I'm not going to get biblical When I look at the word encounter, I look at it as turbulence from the familiar. When I look at the word encounter, I think about embarking on a new journey and facing that which we did not know. When I think about the word encounter, it tells us approaching something that we aren't prepared for. Encounter. So when I think about us making this encounter to wealth, I ask myself with all the reading, with all of the preparation. Are we truly ready for what comes with it? An encounter with wealth. Hmm. When I think about that word, I think about us in our phone and then somebody walk up and you're like, ah, That encounter was unexpected. When I think about an encounter, I think about you turning a corner and somebody appearing from out of nowhere, startled. What happens with an encounter is all five senses haven't acclimated to the experience. An encounter often increases the heartbeat, raises the sense of awareness, again, because we weren't expecting it. But I ask you this Are you expecting wealth? Are you expecting prosperity? Are you expecting that which you say you are preparing for? And if you are, what is the lasting effects of the encounter? This episode is called The Encounter. We're well. Welcome to Trappin' Tuesdays, y'all. Episode 29 is in full effect. Again, y'all, I got my nose this week, and I am ready. I am flamed up. Y'all know I got the flame button on par. You know it, you feel it, you understand it. Last week, the flame button was a hit. Let's go, cool, y'all. Y'all know, we start every week off with our mantra. You know, we all must stand up. We must put our hands up. We must prepare for it. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. I am confident in my ability to make great investment decisions. The stock market is a machine that prints money, and I am more than capable of operating that machine. Not only will I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime based on the information I apply today. I'm a moneymaker and a wealth builder. Today, I break the chains that anchor me to that poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I have turned our last name to asset my family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will the generations behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am a first generation millionaire. I am the architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper, and Wall Street looks like us now. That's good, man. That's good, man. Hey, man. This is a good week, man. We got some stuff to talk about today. We got some things happened today, this week. That we truly need to talk about. Before we get into it though, y'all, right quick, right quick, right quick, make sure you like this channel. Told y'all, if you're new here, welcome home. We got a seat at the table for you. I promise you, we're not tripping on how many plates of food you eat. I promise you, ain't nobody mad at how many cups of Kool Aid you drink. Right? I promise this is. The place where you get it out the market, and my goal is to fear, familiarize you with attaining wealth. My goal is to help you make confident investment decisions, and ultimately, my goal is to help you turn your last name to an asset. Let's go, cool, y'all. One more time. day. What kind of beat you got for me this week, bro? Two What kind of beat you got for me this week, man? Let's 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 tap into two it on the track. That's it. Let's go. Okay? man. We got to change the mindset and the philosophies that we have about money. We got to become owners of our 24 hours. We have to become shareholders in our company and last name. I want to hear that again. We have to become the shareholders of the family company that becomes our No more individual entities, no more eyes, more we's, more legacies, and more generational freedom. Too many killer track. All right, man. Woo, I felt good, man. How we felt about that? I kind of feel like. Jose, I need a motivation mixtape. Motivation mixtape every time 2D played a track, I feel like I'm ready to drop 16. I feel like it, but I know my limits. I know my limits. Hey, I don't know if 2 pressed that in the back, but I didn't press that goddamn button. I don't know who was clapping for me knowing my limits, but it wasn't me, goddamn it All right, man, this week, man, let's get into it, man. World on the street, make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. And, hey, man, this week we opened the Patreon up. Yeah. We opened the Patreon up, man. We have the $7, $7.99 Patreon. We call that Bless the Trap. Got the $14.99 Patreon that comes with so many packages, man. We're going to do breaking down a brick later on. And in the $14.99 package, man, you also get the price point at which we break that break down. That's heavy. But then we're going to go a little further, man. We got the triple beam team. Now it's $49.99 a month. Not only do you get everything involved in the Trapper's lottery pick, but you also get the actual... Oh, and you get the Trapper's lottery pick. And you get the Trapper's lottery pick. Oh, man, that's amazing. For the $14.99, you also get the Trapper's lottery pick. And for the $49.99... You get the Trapper's Lottery pick. You get the price on the triple beam. You get access. Oh, my God. The merch, family. The merch is dropping soon. We got a drop date on it. If you're in a $49.99 package, if you're in a triple beam team, you actually get the merch of there. Ahead of time, merch is dropping in February, y'all. I promise. Plus, we got bonus content in that. And everybody who comes to the Trap House you will get a one-of-a-kind exclusive interview from that purpose person. And we got other perks coming, man. So definitely, man, we got the triple B. we going to drop that in the chat. Shout out to the trappers, man. Listen, I know this Patreon about to be crazy, man. We about to go crazy with that, man. All right, man, so let's start our first segment of the week is Word on the Street, y'all. Listen, we had a crazy week. Today I said something dope happened today, man. The market was down all day today. And then at 12 o'clock, from yesterday to the day, at 12 o'clock, the market went up. Why? Because it is Tuesday. There's no such thing as a down market on a Tuesday. There's no such thing as a... Tuesdays, we make money. Oh, my thing is, Jose. That man took my money machine. That man took my money machine. Boy, that's cold-blooded. Let me turn the tracks up. Maybe it's, the tracks is low. Let me see. There we go. One thing I'm going to do is figure it out. One thing Chap gonna do is figure it out. What they gonna do is figure that thing out. Hey, stop counting money. Figuratively, not literally. All right, man, let's get into it, man. This week we're on the street, man. Let's start off with all three averages went crazy today. All three averages literally went crazy today. One, I'm gonna tell you the real. One because Jerome Powell. He did not attack the market today. He actually flowed with the market today. He didn't go crazy. Like he didn't say we're going to raise rates consistently and often he said we just need to pay attention to the data. And I'm not mad at him saying we need to pay attention to the data because there's some things that are happening. One, yes, unemployment. It's definitely a thing. I will say that. Real estate is definitely the thing. I will say that. But there's some other metrics that we're going to talk about tonight that's going to show that the economy has some form of confidence. Now, here's what I don't like. Because we are still in recessionary environments, what I do not like is that the consumer is spending money that they do not have. We'll talk about that later on tonight in the show. I got a segment where I really broke down the numbers on the money that we are spending. And I promise you this, the 401k game right now is such a losing game. Ooh, man. They're going to be mad at that. The 401k game and the Roth IRA game is a trillion dollar game that 85% of Americans is losing right now. And we're going to dig into that tonight. All right, man, so all three industries up. The NASDAQ was up, right? The Dow was up, and so was the S&P 500. But here's what I want to show you something. I want to do a temperature check right quick. I want to show you something before I get into the heat tech. I want to do a temperature check right quick. So here's what I want to show you. So the QQQ, which is basically the technology sector, is up 16% from January 3rd until now. It mean they're money. But here's what caught me off guard. The chip sector is actually up right now. Thank you for the Super Chat fan. We appreciate you, beloved. Appreciate you for that. The chip sector is up right now. So we're talking up 23% from January 3rd till now. That's huge. Now, we know that the chip sector got beat up bad last year. So, SMH, S-O-X-X, let me write it down. I got my thing. Y'all know when I write down, I get in my bag, y'all. So, I write down, I got to write it down so I can have notes. S-M-H and S-O-X-X are definitely bangers right now. Right? They're doing really good right now. Now, Let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. Watch this, y'all. I want you all to see something. The S&P is up 8.49% year-to-date. Now, watch this. Watch this. We talked about this before. I told you that I use the VOO as a savings account, right? So, we use the VOO, the Vanguard. We use that as a savings account, right? Right now... It is up 8.45% because the the Vanguard and the S&P 500, the Vanguard and the SPY actually move simultaneously. The only thing different is uh, the SPY has higher fees. The fees are a little bit higher on the SPY, but the SPY and the VOO actually move the same. If you don't know what those are, those are index funds. If you don't know what index fund is, the the SPY and the VOO actually move in accordance or at the same pace at which the market moves. So, you own 500 companies. You don't really own the companies. You own the fund that is invested in the companies. Let me put that out there, All right? So, if I own the VOO right now, my money is up five, 8.45%. If I had my money in a savings account, right now, my money has made me, I got to wait to the end of the year to get 0.01%. This is why TRAP uses the VOO and the SPY. Well, TRAP, what about last year when the market was down 13%? Well, I kept feeding the VOO as my savings account and I let the market outperform. But actually, what happens was this. Because I actually owned the VOO last year, yes, the market was down 13%, but guess what? I also got dividends for owning the VOO and so the VOO every quarter pays me a dividend and I got enough VOO shares where the VOO actually buys me a couple shares of itself. So, what happens? Yes, the market was down but I added to my position in VOO from VOO buy me shares of itself for dividends. I'm starting off early with this flame. I'm starting off early with this flame. Ooh, I'm starting off early with this flame, y'all. All right, now I check it. I'm, start- <laughs> I'm starting off early with that flame, y'all. It's going to be one of them nights, I keep telling you. All right, so let's go a little further than that, okay? Watch this. So if you put your money in the VOO or the SPY January 3rd. So let's say everybody start the new year off making these new year's resolutions, right? You know what, trap? New year, new me. I'm going to work out. Right? I'm going to eat raw. I ain't going to say no names, right? So let's say you started off January 3rd and you put your money in the VOO, already you are up 8.49%. Let's say you started off January 3rd, you put your money in the savings, you've probably actually lost a little bit. Just a little bit. Not much, just a little bit. Or it may not have done anything, but what is our motto? A dollar that's not moving is a dollar that's losing. So either way, if you got into the game at the beginning of the year, you've already made bread based off your savings. Now, so trap, why is that important? Why do you do that trap? OK, here's why I do that. Here's why I do that. Here's why I put the money in the VOO every year, consistently every month. This is why I do that. One, my money in a savings account is not making money for me. Right. So don't get me wrong. I have money. But I only have money in that that I can grab liquor, so I probably only got like twelve thousand dollars in the savings account because my life is not that strenuous. It's not I don't live that crazy. So if I need twelve thousand dollars for a situation, that means I don't, I do did something crazy, right? So we put the money in the VOO, but watch this. What happens? Watch this, y'all. I want y'all to answer me realistically. What happens when you got your money in the savings? Let's be realistic. When you put your money in the savings, right? Remember we talked about this last week, we talked about what? Learning how to spend and learning how to save. Here's the caveat though. When you save money and then you need to use some money that you save. In order to refurbish, ooh, that's good, that's good. In order to refurbish, the savings account, you can't just stop back saving again. You gotta replace what you took and then add to it. Am I right or am I wrong? Am I right or am I wrong? All right. Watch this. Watch this. Once you take the 10,000 out the savings account or once you take $300 out the savings account, most people don't put the 300 back and then Go back to investing like they were. They go back to, they go back to putting the normal amount back in the account. So let's give a visual effort right here. I take, I got 10,000 in the savings. I take 500, but let's say I'm putting 250 a week in. So when I take the 500 out of the savings, when I put the money back, I got to put 750 back. I got to put 750 back. Most people won't put the 750 pack. They'll put back what? 250. They are gonna work back to the five with the VOO. Here's what I do. Let's say I'm got the money in the ten thousand in the VOO. By the time I use need something from the ten thousand because you don't need your savings right away. What happens is, watch this. Let's say the ten thousand are turned into eleven thousand. Let's say the ten thousand turned to eleven thousand. Guess what? When I need the five hundred, I never really touched the ten thousand. I only touched what? 500 of principal. I mean, of profit. So I can take the 500. I still got what? 10-5. So now when I put the 250 back, I'm still on par. I'm just playing them again. Hey, man, you ain't paying attention to what we got going on right now. Y'all ain't paying attention to what we got going I'm showing you right now how to play the money game. I just showed you how to play the money game. Jose, right quick, let's clap right quick, man, because we are... How many minutes in? 30 minutes in and we got 1,000 people in the chat, man. Let's clap for that, man. Let's clap for that. All right, man, let's go a little further. So look, we got the S&P 500 up 8.49%. We got the QQQ up 16%. Trap, why don't you use the QQQ as the savings instead of the S&P 500? Well, here's why. Because with the QQQ, I don't own the entire market. I only own mostly tech stocks a few banks. I only own the tech stocks and only a few banks. If I'm going to use it as a savings account, I want to use the S&P 500 because the 500 companies give me balance and stability. All right. Let's go one more. day. I think we got one more to this. Let's go one more. I think we got one more to this. All right, here's the temperature check on what happened today, y'all. Watch this. We started today at 9.30, opening bell. 9.30, we started at opening bell. We ran. We was flat all day. At about 1 o'clock, we got up. About 1 o'clock, we peaked at 41. We we got to about 41.56. 1 o'clock, we got to about 41.56. Then, we had a massive dip at around right at 2 o'clock. About 2 o'clock, we had a massive dip. But watch this. The market from two to four ran back up. So watch this. we at about 41.76 right here. Here's what I want y'all to do for me today. Here's what I want y'all to do for me today. Today, on February the 7th, I want you to write down what the market closed at. All right, let me see something. I'm going to help y'all out right quick because I told y'all in the beginning that we're going to start tracking the market and y'all don't think y'all really be listening to what I be saying. All right? So we're going to track the market, y'all. This is how we do our own homework. This is how we do our own homework. We don't let nobody tell us what the market doing. All right, S&P 500. The market ended at 4164 Right, watch this. 4164 for the S&P. 12,113 for the NASDAQ, 34,156 for the Dow. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. Come Friday, watch this, y'all. I'm, I'm really teaching y'all right here how to track the market. Come Friday, what I want you to do is, I want you to see where the market was. I want you to see where the S&P was. I want you to see where the Dow Jones was. I want you to see where the NASDAQ was. So now, you can know for yourself if the market inclined or declined. So Friday, you want to see where the market was. You'll see next, then you judge it again next Friday. So next Friday, if the market, let's say the S&P 500 is at Forty-one hundred. What you know is the S and P five hundred lost one hundred and sixty-one, well, sixty-four points. So it's not up. Well, trap. What goods did that do for me? Well, now you can temperature check. You can now look at this. You say, okay, February seventh, when I checked, the, when I did my first initial homework, it said forty-one sixty-four. Come July when you look at it and you see the market is at 4,300, you know the market is up, 140-something points. If the market is under 4,100, you know the market is down, but now you have a specific number. So it's kind of like the person who's on a diet and they say, I want to weigh my food. Or uh, I can only eat 3,100 calories a day. Watch this. Anything under 4,164, is a deficient S and P five hundred for you because you started tracking today? Anything under forty one sixty four is a deficient S and P five hundred because you started watching today. Anything above forty one sixty four is an improvement. Let me help you out a little more. So we gonna go a little deeper. Let's say you wanted to do some SPY options contracts. Uh-oh, now we get into some talk trap. Now we get into some talk trap. Watch this. Let's say you wanted to do some contracts. Let's say you're not the, the person to read really and truly. Ooh, watch this. Oh, Sean, watch this. I just helped you. Ooh. Listen, let's say you're not the person that look at charts all the time. You know what, Trap? I'm not the chart person. Watch this. You can look at this and say, okay, Trap, if the market is between 4164 and let's say 4100, here's what we could do. Let's say you give that 90 days. It's staying between that. So now we know if the market is in range. It's going sideways. First thing you could do is sell some cover calls. God damn it. First thing you can do is sell some covered calls. You can sell some covered calls in that range, why? Because the market over a 90 day time span has given you support and resistance. Now, we're not talking about overall, we're talking about it's trading in a range between 4164 and 4100 or whatever that number is in the 90 days. In the 90 days, the market has given you what? A body of work. Now I'm showing you how to make some money. Now I'm showing you how to make some money. Between 4164 and a 90-day range, you can say in 90 days, this is the market that's done in 90 days. Now you can trade covered calls within, within that range, right? You can trade covered calls in that range. What is covered calls, Trap, is when you see the market is doing this and you can sell that the market won't go in between this range. So when you buy options, when you're buying the options, that premium that you pay in the beginning goes to somebody because they sold you a covered call. But you don't know it's a covered call, you just bought the premium. I just cooked y'all again. Y'all didn't even know. Right? Check this out. Check this out. But also, you could do this. You can say, okay. You can now look at it. I'm just... There's a little more, but I'm giving you, like... I'm giving you an idea. I'm giving you what can happen here. So now, you take that same 90-day range, you say, all right, check try, try this out. In 90 days, I've seen... Now, for some of my experienced traders and my experienced investors, you know this range can mean a lot for you, right? You found this range within these 90 days. In these 90 days, you've you've put together a body of work, right? You put a body of observation together. The reason why you really can't be successful and the reason why you're not successful in investing is because you don't want to put bodies of work together. You're trying to make everything happen right now. You don't want to put a body of work together, 60 days, 90 days, 120 days, one year, two months, five months. You don't want to put a body of work together. Here's what I want you to do. Now, you can say, okay, trap, the market has been trading between 164 and let's just say 4,100. Here's what you could do. In the 90 days, let's say the market is in that 4,100 range. Here's what you can do. That 4100 range turns into a 410 and that 4164 range is a 416 full, full option play, something like that. What you can do now is say trap. That's a 410 options. That's a 410 strike price. This is about to be good, y'all. This is about to be good. You can now set your strike price at 416. Why? Because you know if the market is in a downtrend, don't do it. Wait. Wait till it finds some type of bottom. Once it finds some type of support in that bottom range, in that 410 area, you can now say, I'm going to put a 416 options call in leap option for six months why trap? Nine months. Why trap? Because the market already showed me back in February that it's willing to hit 41.64. God damn. It. Somebody on, listen, I want to tell you something right now. Somebody on social media is attempting to sell you what I just told you in the last five minutes for 1997, I promise you that. I want you to go back and just replay the last five minutes of what I just told you. Play it till you get it. I promise you, you can make some money right there. All right, let's go a little further. Let's go back to the heat check so I can get y'all back on where we're going. God, let me know how y'all feeling right now, man. Let me know how y'all feeling right now in the chat. Let me know how y'all feeling right now in the chat, man. All right, good. I see you. I see you. I see you. Tori. I see you. All right, so y'all know we like to look at the put-call ratio, right? And for all my new trappers that don't know, that don't understand, here's why we love to look at the put-call ratio. Because one, the calls tell us that people are optimistic in the market. Two, the puts tell us that people are what? Pessimistic in the market. It tells us that. So we had 3,701,138 calls in the game. Puts we had 3,369,484 puts in the game. We already understand and I always that's why I always do this that anything over 1 is what? Anything over 1 is what? A bearish market means the market is red, means there's a lot of sellers in the market. Anything under one tells us that the market is optimistic. We love an optimistic market. We love a market that that is green. Today we had about 240-something thousand more calls than puts. That tells us that there were 200-something thousand more people that were optimistic in the market. My question though is this. What is it that is causing the optimism? Okay, so today we know that Microsoft was up about 4%. We know that Apple was up almost 2%. Boeing was up almost 3%. Anytime that Apple is running up, we know the market is been a little optimistic because this is the safe haven for the market. Apple, Apple is the safe place for institutions in the market. It is, this is some game right here. It is the one stock that no matter how big the institution is, they can invest in. Institutions cannot invest in all stocks, in all companies. Why? Because they just can't, they they don't have the capacity to hold that that type of money. Companies like Apple, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, NVIDIA, institutions can find safety in those businesses. Also today something went crazy, Zoom. Zoom went crazy today. Zoom went crazy today. Zoom is actually talking about, watch this y'all, Zoom is actually talking about bringing in some type of artificial intelligence. They're also talking about the possibility of putting Zoom inside of cars. I don't know how good that's going to be, though. I don't want nobody on a Zoom call in the car. I don't know. Have I done it before? Yep. Wasn't the most safest thing for me to do. People need to be focused on the road. Bad enough I got to deal with y'all texting and driving. Bad enough I got to deal with y'all Instagramming and driving. Bad enough I got to deal with y'all tweeting and driving. I do not want to bad enough I got to deal with y'all listening to Baby Shark and driving. I do not want to deal with you zooming and driving. Doesn't that go together? Zooming and driving. Zooming. And Zoom came out with a name for its people, Zoomers. You will be now... (laughs) You will now be qualified as a Zoomer. I don't know how I feel about that. Don't call me that. Don't sound right. I'm not a Zoomer. I'm a traveler. Ooh, that was, that was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. All right, let's go a little further, man. All right, so watch this, y'all. I want to talk about the 10 industries today. We see Consumer Stables up. We see um, Energy was up. Y'all know I like Energy. Energy is still on a prowl. Financials is up. kind of looking at that. Materials is up, real estate is up, information technology is up. I heard somebody say something today that really took me off. They said that technology is now the economy. And it kind of threw me off. He said, because as, this was great. He said, as tech stocks go, so does the economy. So I said, well, not really, because the economy, tech stocks was down last year, the market was still up, but then I thought about something. There's a thin line between what the market represents and what the economy represents. Even though they're closely tied together, they're like first cousins instead of brother and sister. They're the same family, but oftentimes they can get in an argument. And they will not agree with one another. Last year, we saw the economy have hella down numbers, but the market was up. During the pandemic... 100% 100% the market should have been down but because of so much money being flooded into the market, we saw the market was up. So I want us to always bear witness or pay attention to the fact that yes, they are closely related but they are 100% distant distant first cousins. How about how that sound? Distant first. Is that a thing? Like distant first cousins? You just got to be first cousins. Are like second cousins is distant cousins? Third cousins? First cousins is cool. Second cousins is all right. Third cousins. <laughs> we we blood. <laughs> Alright, man. So today I was disappointed a little bit. Chipotle, y'all know that's my favorite company. Uh, it missed earnings today. And it kind of upset me. Because Chipotle hasn't missed earnings only two times since 2017. So when they missed earnings, I had to ask myself, like, what's going on with the business? What happened? And one of the things I realized was this. Chipotle has did a a price increase three times within the last 14 months. Which shows me that they wore out the consumer pocket. They abused the consumer. I'm going to just keep it real. But I understand, everything is going up. The price of everything is going up. But you cannot abuse the consumer. So because of that, we saw Chipotle miss earnings for the second time, which is good. It's not bad. Right? It's not bad for the second time since 2017. So I kind of, but watch what I'm going to say to y'all on this. I am looking to do an option play on Chipotle soon. That's to mark my word, Jose. Jose, I am looking to do an option play. Write this down. I'm going to give y'all four things to write down that Travis is looking for. And if you're in a Patreon, you'll get them. If you're in a Patreon, you'll get them. I'm looking to do an option play on Chipotle, Apple, SMH, and XLY. XLK. I'm looking to do an option play on Chipotle, Apple, SMH, and XLK. If you in which, which two you think we should give it to? You think we should give it to the 14? We give it to the 14? If you in a $14, if you in a Travis lottery pick, if you in a Travis lottery pick, when I make these four plays, I'm going to tell you. That's my word. I'm looking to make a play on those four companies. All right, man, let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. I'm looking. I'm looking for, I'm looking for, I'm calling on the lights. I'm looking for, that's future, y'all. All All right. Artificial intelligence, man. Is this a bubble? I'm not going to lie, man. This is truly, this is truly, I'm, I'm gonna be real. It's not i I'm not gonna say the word scared, but I am reluctant. I am reluctant on this AI bubble. Anytime, anytime you hear something every day, all day on them people TV, it's time for us to be cautious. Watch this. The internet is real. But dot com was a bubble. You feel me? The internet is real. But in 95, the dot-com bubble, what was it, 95? 99? That was 99. The dot-com bubble. Every company that had a, every company that could think about it had a .dot com, y'all. That is how I feel about this AI. Now, last week I said something, and I'ma stand on it. I believe, in my heart, that AI will 100% change the world. It is what they think blockchain. This is what they wanted blockchain to be if we think about something, they told us about AI in 1985 when Sarah Connor bumped heads. When Sarah Connor had an encounter with the Terminator. Huh? Huh? When Sarah- <laughs> Are you Sarah Connor? <laughs> When Sarah Connor had an encounter with the Terminator, Reese, Reese! Reese told us what? Here's what Reese told us. Reese said it will be man against machine. Reese told us that in 1985. Robocop told us that we were headed for artificial intelligence. Marty McFly told us, Back to the Future, told us we were headed for artificial intelligence. (laughs) Here's what I want us to understand, y'all. You got so many companies now The buzzword now, and mark my word on this, the buzzword for 2023 will be artificial intelligence. Every company that has a dollar to its name, every company from, I was about to say swagman, boy, damn. Damn. I was about to say swagman. You gotta be from <laughs> people are like swag. Don't even worry about it, y'all. Don't even worry about it. Damn. Every company that has anything, yep. I want us to understand something here, y'all. We cannot be lured into the game or the facade that they put before us. We cannot be lured into this. As investors, we must be able to recognize what it is that's being played. It's on us to have full scope of what's going on. It's easy for us to jump on a trend. when we see artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence. The same way people jumped on what? Crypto, 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 crypto. I'm not saying it ain't good. The same way people jumped on Beyond Me, Beyond Me, Beyond Me. The same way people jumped on Zoom, 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 Zoom before the pandemic. The same way and what happens hurts, 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 hurts. What happens? GameStop, GameStop, GameStop. These are ways that people pull the rug from under us as individual investors. It is important for us to recognize this. It is important for us to understand how the game is played and who is playing the game. It is important for us to realize when they are pushing pawns and letting the roots sit back. It is important for us when the market is pushing agenda. It is understood that there's 420-something million dollars that entered the game last year. 42 million investors entered the game last year. It is understood when they are playing a wolf in sheep's clothing. Will AI change the game? Yes. Does it mean that we have to indulge in this portion of the game? No. No. So I'm going to come out right now and say, I don't want us to jump on the AI trend. I want us to sit back and watch the game being played because this game will take out investors and companies. Only a few companies are going to be around when this is over. Just like people jumped on the, the, the bad crypto coins, Shiba Inu to the moon, There's going to be companies that we're going to jump on that are going to have these parabolic returns immediately. And everybody going to jump in on it. Everybody going to want to be a part of it. And some of us are going to be left holding the bag. So I'm not saying no invest in Microsoft. I'm not saying no invest in Google. I'm saying when a company called Cat Food Litter, A. Inc., says we have now invested in artificial intelligence and that stock soared to the moon, don't jump on that. When artificial intelligence plus comes into the market, when a SPAC company writes a blank check for a company and it says we are the new Amazon because we are powered by AI, when they say we are the new bank because we are powered by AI, I don't want us to jump on that. I want us to sit back and say, not this time, Cletus. I want us to understand, and I want us to know how the game is played and how we can win at this game. Let's go, man. Woo! I feel good. I like it. 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 All right, man. So here's what go, man. I want to look at something for us, man. Is AI a race? Is it a bubble or is it hit a state? I do believe it's hit a stable. but what happens with the term bubble is when you have a bunch of companies that do everything and they want to get in on it. So let's look at this, though. Here's what I want to show you. Watch this, y'all. Watch this. I first want to look at companies that have a lot of cash on hand. Google has $116 billion in cash on hand. Microsoft has $107 billion in cash on hand. Apple has $193 billion in cash on hand. Amazon has $96 billion of cash on hand. So here's what I want us to look at. When the bubble comes, I want us to look at the companies that have a whole bunch of cash on hand. When the bubble comes, I don't want us investing in companies that are $90 million in a hole. I'm showing us how to play the game in the bubble. Let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Microsoft, Chat GPT, Google, just said what? They saw the attack from Microsoft. What did they do? They dropped bar. Why? Because Microsoft said what? Everybody saying what? This is the, this company is gonna put Microsoft out of business. How? How you going to put them out of business? Now, what I will say about Microsoft is this. I mean, they were saying, this is going to put I mean, Google out of business. What I will say about Microsoft is this. There are certain opportunities, like when you're running a race. There are certain opportunities when you're running a race. All my track stars know this. I wasn't a track star. But I know this. Even in football, in sports in general, there's always a point any competitive game or sport where you can take the lead. In football, you can see when the tone changes. In basketball, you can see when the tone changes. I tell my cousin, we we'll be playing mad. I'm like, yo, there's always one or two plays on a game when the whole game shifts. In racing, there's always this one point where you see it shifted. This is an opportunity for Microsoft to take so much market share from Google. They can take market share from Google. But watch this, y'all. With Google having $107 billion in cash on hand, but what else does Google have? Google has a database like none other. And that database won't let them be defeated easily. So what I'm going to tell everybody is the same way we watch that Apple and Facebook beef, This is the new frontier. This is the next beef that we got to watch. But watch this though. Don't sleep on Amazon. They already have Alexa. Apple already has Siri. All they now got to do is implement this technology even deeper into this. Let me go a little further. Watch this. Go a little further. Google takes on it with the Snapchat. Google won't go down quietly, y'all. They won't go down quietly. With $107 billion on hand, you have enough to fight. You got enough to fight. You got enough to fight. fight. Don't think that Apple is not going to enter the game. Apple has... That user network is... So now we're talking about AI. Watch this, y'all. This is going to be good. This is a lesson, man. We're talking about AI. Now we got to look at this. Who has the most data on hand? Okay, why did Facebook? Last week we talked about Facebook. What did Facebook say we're going to do? Facebook said we're going to triple down on our AI. Why? They have two billion users. Facebook has two billion users. Who has more AI? Who has more data? That's why I told y'all this before. Data is the new currency. We talked about this in episode 27. Data is the new currency. Whoever has the most subscribers and whoever has the most user has the most data. Whoever has the most data can do what? Optimize AI. It can optimize AI. So all I'm telling y'all is when we get into this AI all over the screen, go look for the companies that got the most money. Go look for the companies who are already profitable. Don't go run to companies that you never heard of and you see the market going crazy over it and you fall in love with those companies. Because you're going to come back here crying to me and you're going to be talking about some... I'm in a bind, Nate. Some other time. I don't wanna hit. I'm not gonna go here. I really need my money, Trap. Trap, you was right. I shouldn't have I'm in. A bond. I shouldn't have invested in that company, Trap. How do I get my money back? I don't know how to get the money back. It's gone. You gotta create new money. <laughs> Alright, let's go, man. I don't wanna stay there too long. Hi. Right, so here's a question I gotta ask myself, man: Is the big three over and done with, y'all? So today, T-Mobile stock got downgraded from outperform to market perform, meaning they'll do what the industry does, right? But why did it get why did it get downgraded? Now I will say this: T-Mobile, out of all three, T-Mobile really kicked butt last quarter, last year. T-Mobile surged. We talked about it. But watch this. Subscriber growth in the wireless industry, they're calling this the great deceleration. So I'd ask myself, like, why? Like, everybody needs a phone, even though I'm not going to invest in it. Everybody's either between T Mobile, uh, Verizon, or ATT. And if you don't know, T Mobile actually has T Mobile, Metro, PCS, and Sprint, right? But they're saying that some of the streaming companies may actually come out with a phone. And I said, wait, what? And they were saying like some of the streaming companies actually have the power to, because they got better balance sheets, because they have better capabilities, they are potentially in position to enter this game and be better. Now, Verizon does what? give you free access to Disney Plus and the Apple Arcade game. I'm like, okay, I'm not mad at that. But when I look at the big three, I'm like, this is not an industry that I want to be in. I don't want to be, y'all know I cut ties with AT&T late last year. I'm good on it. I don't want to, I'm going to say this to everybody on here. We in this game to build wealth we in this game to buy great businesses. I don't see it right here. T-Mobile, yes, they ran like crazy. But what makes this a great company? It has to be what? Users. If you're watching this big three, I want you to pay attention to something. I want you to pay attention to who, where the subscribers are going. And here's my thing about this. As people get phones, yep, this is what's called a cannibalistic industry. Is when the industry is actually eating itself up. They're eating one another up. Because here's what they're doing. They're racing to the bottom. Watch this. AT&T got a bad balance sheet. T-Mobile not profitable yet. Verizon is hanging on with a thread. But yet Verizon has to do a deal with Disney Plus Plus and Apple to bring over what? New people. Well, that cost, it ain't free. AT&T still trying to get out of debt. T-Mobile still in growth mode. Too many factors have to take place for them to keep recycling the same people. This is not a sector that I will openly advise any trapper to invest in, and I stand on that. But I know what you're going to ask me. Trap, what about the dividend? We got better places to get dividends from, y'all. We got, de- we got better places to get dividends from. I don't advise it. I'm not going to amen that. And then once we open up the $49 thing, once we get in that, we're going to do the, well, you could call in. If anybody calls in and asks me, Trap, what do you think about AT&T? What do you think about Verizon? What do you think about T-Mobile? That's what I'm going to tell you I think I don't think we should be there. All right, let's go, man. All right, man. Because I heard the idea that tech stocks is actually the economy, I want to go look at the revenue growth. So one of the things in technology which you'll always see is revenue growth is a thing. Why? Because revenue growth means the sales, all sales coming in. Revenue, revenue from operations, right? So we see Apple's growth is at 12% a year. That is good. revenue growth is good. I want to show y'all something at the end because we talked about this. And the reason why I did this is because I wanted to show y'all something. Microsoft, 15% year-over-year revenue growth. That's not bad. That is good, right? Amazon, 27% revenue growth. That is good. Nvidia, 32% revenue growth. That is good. Tesla, 49% revenue growth. It's something I told y'all before, y'all. There is a premium that is baked in with being Tesla. Shout out to the queen for the super chat. I appreciate you, queen. There is a premium that is associated with Tesla. The revenue growth on Tesla is beyond the big Apples and the Microsoft and the Googles and the Amazons and the Facebooks. Tesla's revenue growth is superior to any company in the game. It's superior it ain't just good, it is superior. Now, I'm not sitting up here telling you to go invest in Tesla because revenue don't always mean profit. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at these companies and then I want you to go see who's profitable and who's not. Just go look at these companies and see who's profitable. When revenue grows this high, I can promise you, I ain't going to say now. You'll be surprised when you see it, man. All right, let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. But also I want to look at this for y'all because I like to look at a body of work. So let's look at this. Let's look at the five-year rate of return on some stocks. So we'll look at NVIDIA for graphics. And it's just a little skim over the top. NVIDIA, uh, ASML, uh, Search Engine, Chips, PayPal, uh, Fortnite, Cybersecurity, Intuit, Adobe, One of the things we need to do as investors is look from a long approach. We need to look big. We need to look from a broader spectrum. We need to ask ourselves, okay, when I'm looking at this company, what have they done in the last five years? This is something i like to do. What have we done in the last five years? How has this company performed in return over the last five years? What has it given back to investors over the last five years? What is the revenue compound annual growth rate? Which is C A R G. Watch this, y'all. Anytime you see that, anytime you see this, look. C A R G, compound annual um, growth rate. C A G R, compound annual growth rate. That means what is the growth rate over the last whatever that time span is? What has it grown at? What has it compounded to? I want us to look at that. Let's go a little further, y'all. Man, we have a class tonight again. All right, now, what? <laughs> this, is, this is proprietary information I'm about to show y'all right here, y'all. Right? This, this 100% could be on one of my courses. Right? Snap, I'm going to give y'all five seconds to snapshot this. Go ahead and snapshot it. Go on, and snapshot it. Watch this, we're going to walk through this. This is the trap of pyramid. Man, this is good, man. This is good. This is I I do this every I'ma stop doing this for y'all for free, man. I'ma stop. I'ma stop. Never mind. No, I'm not. I'm gonna keep doing it for free. That's just how I am. Right? I want you to take advantage of it. So watch this. Here's the trap of pyramid. This is how you build your, listen, I'm gonna be real with you. This is how you build out your investment thesis. We put it together. Watch this. First, understanding the economic environment. Understanding the economic environment. So first, I want you to just understand what's going on in the world. Just understand that first. Right? The next thing is our basic knowledge, meaning, yo, stocks, you no know, dividends, investing, whatever your market is, but we talking about stocks right? So we want us to understand our economic environment. Why is that important, Trap? Because I want you to understand, are we in a recession? Are we in a contraction phase? Are we in the peak phase? Are we in the recovery phase? Are we in the trough, peak the trough, right? I want us to understand where we are in the economic cycle. And what is the environment that makes, what, that makes that environment move. The next thing is I want us to understand just basic information and basic knowledge. Third, watch this. I want you to understand this thoroughly. Your charting, if you're a charter, your indicators, whatever you're looking for, are your fundamentals. I want you to understand these things. It is important. Next, risk management. I'm going to say this. We cannot disregard risk. It's a part of the game. It's a part of the game. If you stand up to play baseball, guess what? There's a risk factor there. You could get hit by the ball. You could strike out. Those are risk factors. Like... When people be, well, that ain't, a, that ain't an option. No, it is an option. You just choose to overlook it. The risk that you can lose, the possibility that you can lose, everything you put into an investment is a possibility. What gives you the leverage is the information. So I want us to look at the risk factors. Like, how much am I willing to risk for this reward? Risk factor. System building. What is system building? What is system building? What are the catalysts that are involved with you making the investment decision? This is the system. For me, it's the rules, reason, understanding, um, longevity, expansion, simplicity. Those are a part of my systems. And lastly, profits, because we're playing a game for returns. We are playing the game for returns. Let's put that together. This is the trapper pyramid. Take a picture of this pyramid. Use this pyramid. Every time you are making an investment decision, you should be able to say, yo, here's my understanding of the economy, and we write those out. Here's my knowledge, boom. Here's my charts or my indicators or my fundamentals. They're in check. Here's my risk management, how much money I'm going to use, how much money I'm willing to lose to make this investment. What's the things involved or why I could lose? What is the inversion, meaning what can go wrong and what is right? What is the system behind it, which is my rules, reason, understanding, longevity, expansion, and simplicity, and then profit. We just went crazy. All right, man. Let's go a little further, man. Let's go a little further, man. All right, question. Is Uber... The big dog, I had a friend that said Hubert. I don't know why he say that, though. He say Hubert, like Hubert. He don't say Uber, he be like Hubert. I be like, bro, that's Uber. He be like Hubert. I don't know, I don't know why. He, he do it all the time. I be like, bro, I'm gonna catch you He be like, nah, you mean a Uber? Like, dog, you, you tripping. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, man, so listen, check this out. So, I think Uber is in position to now dominate. And here's why I said, here's why I said, in 2021, they were minus 17 billion. 2022, they were plus 13 billion in revenue. 2023, they were plus 13 billion in revenue. 24, they're expected to be 43 billion in revenue with 5 billion in free cash flow. As they grow, I specifically think that Uber has identified who they are as a company. Let's go a little further. I think they've identified who they are as a company. They are a company that does what? Transport. They're a company that does what? Food delivery. And they're a company that is looking to do freight. Because they already have Uber Freight. And then their consumer is, we look at it, work, travel, dinner. I think the company over the years were trying to figure out certain things. They've made some bad investments along the way. They've done some bad things along the way. But listen, as you're building a business and as you're growing a business, you will make mistakes. You will make some bad investments. You will make some investments that don't pan out. I truly believe that right now, this company has figured out exactly what they are, who their identity is. And because they figured that out, I think I agree that by 2024, Uber will 100% dominate this space. Give it up for Uber. Or Uber, as my partner would say. Let's go that further, man. Now, this is good. This right here is good. This is good. So, we saw that I was doing some homework and I I was like, yo, I saw this and I said, Oh, this is crazy. So remember, great investing is all about how much risk we can take off the table. Here's one that I looked at. And I saw this today. Public storage, which is the largest storage company in the world, has offered life storage 10 billion, 11 billion dollars. Trap, why are you telling me this? Why is this important? As investors, this is probably one of the safest bets you can ever make. It is a recession-proof industry. Not only is it a recession-proof industry, it is an industry that focuses on, watch this, y'all, low risk, high returns, high cash flow. Let's think about that. Let's think about how this business is run. One, we love businesses. I'm in my paper, y'all. Watch this. I like when I got this spin. One, we're in a business that has what? Low overhead. right? You should have a pen in the pad. You should have a pen in the pad. You should have a pen in the pad. If, watch this. I want you to have your pen in the pad. I want you to write down with me as I'm writing, and I want you to tag Trappin' Toolsies in your Instagram post. I am going to share this with you. I want you to write, ha- I want to have a picture of you writing and put Trapper Attire, I'm reposting you. I'm reposting you. Because Trapper Attire is not only having a gear on, but it is 100% having your pen in your pad. You should not be coming here for two hours without your pen in your pad. You don't get a two-hour class every week. If you got your pen and your pad, I want you to put the pen and the pad in the chat. We are give him five seconds to write the pen and the pad in the chat. I just need to see pen and pad in the chat. Pen and pad in the chat. I need to see it. You got five minutes to write the pen and the pad emoji in the chat. I need to see it. If not, you came here to play. And I need to be sounding like the dude on Instagram. You think I come here to play with you? I ain't mean to press that. That was a mistake. They yeah. happen? All right, I see the pen and the pads in the chat. Let's go, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, pen and pads. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. All right, so let's talk about this. We about to do this. We about to really break this business down, y'all. We about to really break this business down. Watch what I'm about to tell y'all. Okay. First of all, as a storage business, you have low overhead. Low overhead. Why do they have low overhead trap? Because two people at three people at most can run a storage facility. You've never went in a storage facility and saw a full blown out 15, 20, 30 or 40 person staff. You've always seen two people, three people at max. On Sundays, They don't even have people there. You just got your key to go in. They pull off a Chick-fil-A. Low overhead is one. Two, recession proof. Why the recession proof? Because even when people are downsizing, they will downsize their crib, they will downsize their apartment, and what do they do with those goods? Put them in storage if they don't sell it. But the people who already have a storage, in the recession, they're not getting rid of the storage. And worst case scenario, I've seen people actually what? Live in a storage. I've seen it before. Watch this. The company has what? High cash flow. Storage facilities, I looked this up, on average have at minimal a 89% occupancy rate. 89% occupancy rate. That is cr- They have apartments that don't have 89% occupancy rate. Okay, let's go with this. Low risk. Why is it low risk, Trap? Because it is not a capital intensive business. Also, when you buy a storage unit, when the people buy the storages, you don't even need a lot of room because they can go what? Up. They can go up. Also, what do they have? Multiple Sizes, so you can have a big one, you can have a small, one, you can have a medium-sized one. But watch this, watch how they add another revenue stream in. Most storage units just do what? You can also sit your car there. You can you can park your car there, car storage. So you not only—wow, this is so amazing. You not only can buy in the building, but now you buy parking slots. Like the parking lot has 30, 40 slots inside of a gate. They rent that to you. They rent that to you. Let's go a little further though. Watch this. Watch how we go a little further. Yo, this is a this business is a cash flow business. Watch this, let's go a little further. Most storage facilities do what? Partner with U-Haul. So it's a partnership business. Yo, this is good. It's a partnership business. Most storage using this partner with them. But guess what? What else they do? Sell goods. What do they sell? Dollies. This is repeat use. Dollies. Boxes. Tape. Styrofoam. Locks. What else they sell? What else they sell? Let's see. The dollies go two ways. This is how the dollies are good. Once they buy one dolly to put on a truck they actually keep repeat using that dolly for $7.99, $14.99. That incrementally adds up. But watch this. I challenge anybody on here right now to do something. I challenge you to go to public storage's website, book a storage, or you haul truck. Watch the unlimited upsell behind it. There's seven upsell pages with six items per page after it. How do I know? I just counted because I just did it. I say, this is the ultimate game. This 100%. The watch this is a cash cow. This is a cash cow. This is a cash cow. They want to buy life storage. They want to buy life storage but will give them another I think 149 storage facilities. Public storage also not only do they dominate this space but they also own 38% of another storage company in Europe. Just so you can understand the pressure here, public storage REITs brought in $83 billion in 2022. This is in a recession, y'all. $83 billion in a recession. Public storage just increased their dividend from $2 a share to $3 a share. I just flamed it. For all my people in Travis Anonymous, this was supposed to be my Moat Monday post, but I got y'all for yesterday and today, man. Let's go a little further, man. I just want to show y'all that. All right, watch this. I want to go a little further. We talked about the tangibles. We ain't even adding what late fees. They charge consumer customers when they fail to make on-time payments. Watch this, we adding to it. Management fees. You got to pay for them to manage the thing. Also, watch this, another fee. Here's another fee that I didn't even think about. You can have the air-conditioned unit or the unit without the AC. But watch this. You can also have the indoor unit or the outdoor unit. This is a bulletproof business model, y'all. I like this business. Shout out to Public Storage for wanting to increase their leverage in the game. <laughs> we definitely give it a Anybody want to invest in Public Storage, I will say this. When you invest in a real estate investment trust, you're investing in a real estate investment trust for one reason and one reason alone. You're investing in it for cash flow, not stock price appreciation. What do I mean by that? You're not investing in this business for the price to go through the moon. You're investing in this business for consistent and increased dividends. Let's go, y'all. How y'all feeling in the chat, man? Let's talk about it. And here's the competition. So extra space storage has given the best annual return of 28% return over the last two years. Public storage at heavy number two at 14%. And the thing goes on when it comes to market share. Yo, These are great businesses to own, y'all. I will say this. If you want to own storage, don't own VNQ, which is the S&P 500 real estate investment trust ETF. I don't like it and it hasn't been good over the long term. Let's go a little further, man. All right, I want you all to understand this, man. The market only works if you have patience. The stock market is prone to volatility measured in weeks or months. But investors who think in terms of years and decades are more likely to profit. So anytime you're in a market and you're thinking about getting rich this week, This stock about to go up this week. This stock about to go up next month. You're not thinking long enough when we're talking about long-term investing. For me, y'all already know my thing, man. Three to five years. Y'all know my goal. It ain't got to be 20 years. What do we look like three to five years? And if we can get a three to five year on it, I'm okay with that. What do we say behind that? Sell the goose? I mean, sell the eggs, not the goose. That's our three or five years. Sell the eggs, not the goose. Let's go a little further than that. Let's go a little further than that. For the best returns from reduced risk, don't chase stock prices, find great businesses. Trust the data, not the voices, y'all. Trust the data, not the voices. Find great businesses, not soaring stock prices. If you can remember that, if you can remember that, that will 100% help you on your journey. Let's go a little further, man. Let's go a little further. All right, so here's another dope breakdown I had. I was looking at the membership businesses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) I was looking at the membership businesses. So one of the things I do a lot is I like to look at different business models. The same way we broke down, the same way we looked at the storage business, this was actually a great business breakdown for me. And so I like looked at the business model. And the business model was what made Costco superior to Sam's Club and BJ Wholesale? What made them superior? What made them the better business? What made them the better choice? All right, so we all looking at, they all have what? Memberships. All right? This is a pin in a pad, y'all. But look what Costco said. Costco said, look, we are, you come to us to get what? Quality products at low prices. Immediately, that was a knock to Walmart. Because Walmart always says what? We are the what? Low price leader. Not quality. Quality was never part of the equation. Low price. So Costco has 847 stores. Sam's Club has 600 stores. And BJ's has 235 stores. Okay, boom. So, they got more stores. But watch this. Costco's has the lower profit margins. Hmm, we're trapped. You told me that we supposed to look for the higher profit margins. I did. But Remember, investing isn't a cookie-cutter approach. Watch this. With 847 stores... Here's how Costco actually make more money than Sam's Club. Watch this. Costco's is not in the business of price gouging. Costco's don't even care about price. 80% of the Costco's revenue comes from membership fees. 80% of the Costco revenue comes from membership fees. Sam's and BJ's are way less. I'm talking about under 50%. That gave them leverage. So because they don't care about the price, they care about the fees, the way that they keep their memberships up and increasing, they have more members is by their members know that we will come here and get great prices on great quality goods. Watch this. Let's go a little deeper. Walmart spends 0.5% of its revenue, its cash profit on advertising. So Walmart spends roughly about $24 billion a year on advertising. Target spends 2% on advertising. Costco's spend 0% on advertising. Costco's do not advertise at all. What they do is they send out mail. Because they don't digital advertise or do commercials and stuff, it allows them to keep all profits in-house. Watch this. Now we're going to talk numbers. We're going to talk numbers if Costco's did 0.5% of their profit on advertising, it would take away 17% of their profits. If they did 0.5%, if they did 2%, like Target, it would take away 70% of their profit. So yes, Walmart has bigger profit margins, but Costco makes more money. We should' let that sit in? Walmart and the other competitors have higher profit margins. Yes. But Costco's makes more money because they're able to, one, customer experience, going to Costco. It is Chick-fil-A type experience up in there. I'm just kidding you to 100. If you go to Costco, we're talking Chick-fil-A type experience. We talking, hey, what's up? What you doing? How you doing? Hello. Listen. The free samples is how they get you. Watch this. Give you a stat. Costco has a 92% membership renewal rate. I had to just let that one cook. I had to let that simmer in your spirit. Ninety-two (laughs) percent? What does that mean? That means in economic downturns, in economic downturns, the members of Costco will be equipped with everything they need while you running the Walmart running out of toilet paper. Costco 100% strapped. Another reason why I love Costco. In any economic downturn, Costco is known for giving a special dividend. Now I'm about to give y'all some homework. Every week we give y'all homework. Well, the last two weeks. I ain't going to say every week. I want you to go look at the special dividend that Costco gave out in 2020 for the pandemic. They gave out a $10 special. Damn, I shouldn't have said it. Damn, I didn't do the homework. I I didn't say this shit. Yes, it ain't no homework no more. I'm going to come up with some more homework. Costco, damn, man, that was good homework, man. I hate when I mess it up, man. They heard it. They saying it in the chat, man. Damn. Costco gave out a $10 special dividend during pandemic to all of its shareholders for every share of the stock you had. Only a company that is strong financially can do that. Go look at what they gave out during 9-11. Costco is a company that often rewards its shareholders. Let's go a little further, man. I'm done with that. Let's go, man. What are we looking like? So We talked about this last week, but I really want digging on it, man. ABV is the company that owns Budweiser, Corona, the world's largest brewer. Man, we're talking 500 names under this brand. Well, this year there will be no Super Bowl commercials for Budweiser. Revenues fell by 30%. The company is actually trying to enter new markets. Go a little further, this is the first year since 1933 that the com- uh, in 33 years that the company has not and will not have a Super Bowl ad. it holds 38 30, percent of the market revenue globally, but the consumership consumption has fell by 30 percent. It has fell by 30 percent. I want us to know that. When we're looking at something that a business does well and they drop that, that is a sign to be mindful and that is a sign for you to stay away. American consumption, consumer consumption has fell by 30%, y'all. That means people not drinking beer like they used to. They're not drinking a bit like they used to. Mind you, one of the reasons why we looked at the Super Bowl was because we wanted to see what? A Budweiser ad. We knew that Budweiser probably had top three commercials, especially when they dropped the three frogs on us. Bud, er, er, er. Once they dropped that on us, they took over the Super Bowl commercials. We will not get Budweiser this year. I'm going to say this, y'all. There's a thing called sin stocks. Next next month I'm gonna, next week I'm going to do a thing on sin stocks. I want us to I don't want us to be in them. That's your beer. That's your cigarettes. Gambling. The beer and the cigarettes I want us to get away from those. And it's not, so I'm a moral investor, so I only invest in things I morally agree with. But I'm not telling you not to invest in this because I don't morally agree with it. I don't. don't, It don't fit me. I've never been a cigarette smoker, and I've never been a beer drinker at all. I don't even drink them. I haven't drank in years. But the industry itself is declining. The cigarette industry is declining. The beer industry is declining. The alcohol beverage industry is a declining industry. The profit margins are super thin. And the industry is saturated. All right. But trap, even if an industry is saturated, I can still get in there. Yes. Here's why I don't want you to get in it. It is so saturated. The barrier entry is so small. The profits are diminishing. The profits in the sector, the profits in the industry is diminishing. Remember, investing is about returns. When is the last time you saw A V? I mean, um, Budweiser, uh, Alteria, Phillips & Morris, when is the last time you saw one of them brands soar? You don't got to take my word for it. You're going to do what you want to do. But I'm going to tell you, if you're a trapper, I'm not going to tell you. I'll stay away. There's better place for us to go. Let's go, Dave. Move on. All right. Both... <laughs> Boeing is strapped, man. So, Boeing secures an Army contract to configure the CH-47S helicopter valued at $24 million. Y'all know how I feel about this, y'all. I feel, again, let's go back to our Super 8. Two techs, two healthcare, two defense, I feel like you should own that. Defense 100% you should own two defensive stocks. It's for sure. Two defense that should be a part of your wealth pyramid. Why? Because no matter who's in office and no matter what's going on the defense in the aerial space sector will get funded. It will get funded. It will get funded. Here's some homework for you. Got you. Trap. Why did you bring up that Boeing secured this deal? Well, because I want you to understand the importance of this helicopter. Okay, let's let's think about something right quick. We just got a balloon from China. It's on the news today. They just got the fragments of the balloon. They shot the balloon down. Defense is a thing. And I need us to go see why did trap show me this information about this helicopter. I want you to go do that. Let's move on, Dave. All right. Now this is important. This this I'm gonna keep it real, y'all. Like this one is serious. Like I'm I'm gonna really talk to y'all about this, y'all. Americans are tapping out. More Americans than ever are tapping into their 401k to keep from tapping out. 2.8% of 5 million Vanguard users have touched their 401k for medical eviction, foreclosure, and food. I want us to really think about that. 2.8% of 5 million people that use Vanguard have tapped into their 401k for medical bills, eviction, foreclosures, and food. That means they don't even got money for medical bills to keep from getting evicted. Foreclosure and something basic is food. American savings have now went down to 3.4% of monthly income from 7.4% last year. That's almost half. People are saving way less money. Most Americans, their 401k is their largest pot of cash that they will ever have. People are now going into that. They've borrowed up to $50,000 or half. So you can borrow up to $50,000 or half of your 401k, whichever is, watch this, less. We in a fight, y'all. But let's go a little deeper. Of the 401k, you also got to pay income tax on that withdrawal and then you have to pay the 10% fee for taking that out. So even if you maxed and took the 50000 out, you now got to pay the income tax on the 50000 and the 10% of your money. It's called hardship withdrawals, y'all. The 401k and the IRA is a $20 trillion gain, $20 trillion. America knows we're in hard times. The government know we're in hard times. Your, your financial provider, your worker, the job, they know you're in hard times. The person who has control of your pension fund, they know you're in hard times. They know we're in a recessionary environment. That's why all these people are firing people. Why do you have to be penalized for pulling out your 401k or your IRA for survival? Why? Because America knows. They do everything in their power to indoctrinate you as a worker but it lessens power to empower you as an American. The hunter will all, the lion will always be the aggressor if the hunter got to tell a story. I want y'all to understand this, man. And I always get criticized for saying this. But I don't care. When you know better, you do better. The 401k game is a losing game. I'm not mad at the Roth IRA game because it's a tool. It's tax-free money. The 401k game is a losing game, y'all. It's a game not designed for you to win. I want you to ask yourself this question. When has America ever put the middle class or lower class in position to win? When? But we understand this. We understand that when the job is no longer there to support you, that most people cannot survive off of 401k and Social Security. Is a fact. 35% of most Americans, when they retire, you need to take on a second job. Why? Because when you're 60 years old, you can't go work 80-hour days like you did when you was 30. You can't go work two and three jobs like you did when you was 30 and 40. At 60, you want relax. Medication now costs. I hear something that I say all the time. Everybody's saying it now. I've never saw a person work two to three jobs actually come up. Why? You got mad money, bad money habits. You got bad money philosophies. It ain't that you can't come up, it's because that you don't use the money the right way. The relationship with money is not in healthy standings. So most people get the job, they want the good job because the job paid a 401k, not knowing, not realizing. that the money you have in the 401 1K when it's time to take it out, a quarter of it is gone. The same job that tells you not to take the lunch break at a certain time, the same job that penalizes you for coming to work late, the same job that is inconsiderate about any emergency you have in life, you telling me that job is going to take care of you in retirement? The same job. The same job that you don't like to go to every morning. The same job that you got to sit in the car when you get home and decompress from. You telling me that job going to take care of you in retirement. You telling me that job got your best interests at heart. You telling me that job care more about your financial well-being in the future when you are no longer an asset to it than you. That's what you're telling me. I don't think so. The same job that when you are sick will threaten to fire you. The same job that tells you no more paid leave. The same job that tells you get off my clock. The same job that tells you that. you telling me that job got your best interest at heart? I don't think so. But I think it's because we don't know no better. It's because I think we fear stepping out because we're not equipped with the knowledge. And so because we're not equipped, we're not able to go further. Among the six 7.75 0.75 million people in the federal government. 726 million people have tapped into their savings plans. I just want us to understand that we're in a time and place where financial literacy is the thing that will save us. And if we don't do what's necessary, if we don't put ourselves in position to tap into the knowledge, to teach our kids, to make trapping tools at every tool the event, we're setting ourselves up for failure. And once you become exposed, you are responsible. Let's go, y'all. Let's move it further, man. All right, man, so let's look into the trap. Let's look into the recession portfolio. We're supposed to do it early. We're doing it a little late. It's all right. Let's go a little further. Let's show y'all what it look like, y'all. My haircut is so fresh on that video. It's so fresh, man. It's so fresh. All right, so today we made $31,000. I told y'all we are going to bring this portfolio to a million dollars without me adding any more cash to it. We're going to do it live. We're going to do it in front of y'all. We're going to do it with returns. We're going to bring this portfolio to a million dollars. So right now, we're about, what, 122000 twenty-two thousand off? That ain't bad. About 122000 off? So we're going to bring this portfolio to a million dollars, man. That's the goal, man. That's the goal. Then we rinse and repeat. All right? So let's go back a little bit. All right, so today we made 31000 and don't forget my 90 cents. $31,373.90. All right, let's go a little further, Dave. All right, today we'll talk about our recession portfolio. All right, so we can see ATKR, uh, today we made $532 off it, which give us a grand total of $4,560. Costco gave us $94 a day. Listen, $94 a day, that was $94 that I didn't have to work for. We got a grand total of $10,000 in it. Eli Lilly gave us $272 a day. Gave us what? $2,400. Lockheed Martin down, we got $8,000 in it, profit total. Y'all know my baby right here, TPL, we gave us 6000 Oil stock surged today. Gave us 6000 a day with a total of 21000 we up. VTRX gave us $1,000 a day and then ExxonMobil. You can see it's real because as of today at 420, we up 5000 we didn't really move too much. Last week, I think we was at 12,024. Today, we up 12%, I mean 12%. I'm sorry. Last week, we was up 12.24%. This week, we up 1228 We had a down day yesterday. We had a down day today, so we just made our money back. We okay. Uh, the S&P is up 10%, 8% on a year. We up 12% on a year. I'm not mad at it. I don't know about y'all, but I'm cool. All right, uh, let's go a little further to the next one. Um, the reason why I'm not mad at that is because the options chain is going crazy for us. Uh, if we talk about it, we see XLE, uh, we made 3000 a day. Y'all know that I sold some of this. That's why the profit is only down nine. I sold it a while back. So we took profit. Remember, we took the 10000 of profit on that. We still have, uh, 12 options contracts in it. Tesla is crazy, y'all. We've only had this thing maybe two weeks. Two weeks. We are up $45,000 in it. Uh, we up 45000 on a Tesla play. And remind you, this is what I told y'all. I told y'all there's a premium baked inside of Tesla. And we okay with the premium. We, we cool with understanding that. Now, I'm up about 80-something percent on it. I'm going to wait till it gets 100%. Once it gets to 100%, I'm going to sell half the shares. So you're going to see that go down. I'm going to sell half those contracts. QQQ. Uh, we up four thousand dollars. We were having a bad day today. This turned around. It was I was actually down a thousand dollars today. QQQ soared and it gave us four thousand. We up four thousand dollars. we were okay with that. Um, we got a December call on it for 2023 this year, three fifteen. We'll see how that plays. I don't think I I don't think this one will hit hundred percent. I want to get out of this probably around September. I'm not confident this is gonna give give us hundred percent. So, I'm thinking somewhere around 30, 40 percent, I'll start chopping away at it. And NVIDIA, it get, we up. We had this one for a week and a half. We're up uh, 26,000 on it, uh, 10,000 made today. So, you know, that's how we're playing the game. Now, remember what I told y'all. If you're in the fourteen I'm trying to make your fourth. Listen, I'm going to be something. If you're in a Trapper's lottery pick, If you're in a Travis Lottery pick, not only do you get the breaking down of brick stock price, not only do you get the Trapper Lottery prick breakdown, but you also will get these moves that I'm going to play. I want to put a play. I want my next couple moves to be Chipotle. I'm looking to do an option play on Chipotle. I'm looking to do an option play on SMH. I'm looking to do an option play on Apple. And I'm looking to do an option play on XLK. If you're in the Trapper's lottery pick, if you're in the Trapper's lottery pick, I'm going to put them plays in there when I make them. Now, here's the thing about trap. My people will tell you this, man. I'm not a day trader. So, I don't be trying to make trades every day. I wait for the opportunity to make the trade and I make the trade. I wait for the opportunity. As you can see, this year, I'm four for four. I don't do too much. I'm four for four. I let my runners run. Like Forrest Gump, I let them run. I'm not in it, in it every day, all day. I'm not also, I'm not the person to do puts. I'm not the person to do puts. That's not my thing. So when the market is going down, I'll be chilling. i be, I'm not, if we can make money both ways. All right, cool. I, make money both ways. I just know from my experience, the market ain't going to be down forever. And I make enough money when the market is up that I don't got to make it when it's down. I can take a rest. That's how that goes. All right, let's go next, man. Oh, that felt good. All right, man, this week's word is, is learning lingo, man. Now, I'm about to say something. This one's going to be, you're going to hit this all the time on the market. It's called capitulation, all right? Say it slow. Capitulation, Capitulation. <laughs> capitulation, right? Capitulation. Here's how this works. I'm gonna read the definition for you. The action of surrendering or ceasing to resist an opponent on demand. So here's how this goes in the market. This how this, this what this means. Let's say... and You will always hear this when you're looking at the TV. Capitulation, 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 capitulation. Capitulation. Here's how this goes. Let's say the market is going down. This is exactly how it goes. Let's say the market is going down. When the market is going down, you hear the news, you hear the news, you hear the news. Your stock is now down 5%. Your stock is now down 10%. You hear the news, you hear the news, you hear the news. It is driving the stock down. You sell. That is capitulation. Basically, the market bullied you into selling your position. That's what it is. You see how easy that was? Like, you see how simple I made that sound? If I made that sound simple, like say, damn, child, that was good in the chat. Like, that's what that is. Capitulation is you ceasing to resist. So, what it means by ceasing to resist? So, if the market is telling you a whole bunch of news about the market is going down, the market is going down, the market is going down, you resisting that? Like, man, I ain't listening to y'all. Y'all are tripping, man. I ain't about to, y'all, I'm good. I'm good. Boom. You see your stock go down 5%. You not You not tripping. The market is bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. you like, man, I'm good. I ain't tripping. Bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. I'm good. I ain't tripping. you resisting. you resisting. Bad news, bad news. Your stock now goes down from 5% to 25%. Instead of you averaging down, guess what you do? I'm in a bond, Nate. Some other, Some other time. time. You sell. That is... Capitulation. The action of surrendering or ceasing to resist to a demand. The indirect demand of all the bad news in the market is what? Sell. Sell, 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 sell. Your stock is down 20%, your stock is down 25%, your stock is down 30%. Every time you look at your account, you close it. Every time you look at it, and you see the red, I always tell my travels this, man. The one thing I cannot teach you is how to feel when you open that account and that thing is red everywhere. I can't teach you how to feel about that. But what I can tell you, what I can help you with in that moment is, yo, when it's red and it's really red, remember this though, you don't buy every dip because you're going to run out of chip. So it's knowing the price points, it's knowing when to buy, it's going through the Wall Street trapping course, understanding, boom, 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 boom is getting in, watch this alley I'm a shameless plug right here, is getting in the Triple Bean team so when I ask you, ask me a question, you say, Trap, at what price do I buy this stock? And I pull a computer up and I say, well, you know, I'm not a financial advisor for fiduciary, but based off me looking at this stock, based off me looking at the price, boom, I would personally buy, this is a what would trap do moment, I will buy it at this price. That is the advantage of being the Triple Bean team, but I ain't gonna say nothing. Just smoke you again. Capitulation. ceasing to resist the demand. <laughs> that is <boy's> good. <clears throat> hey, I'll keep it real, y'all. I made that sound so simple. I'll keep it real. Did that not sound simple? But when you hear that on TV, you be like, capitul, what? Like, you got to look the word up. You got to break down syllables. All right, man, let's go with L4, man. I like that. I'm having fun tonight. Breaking out a brick. Again, if you're in a $14.99, if you're in a Trapper's lottery pick, guess what? Tonight, you'll get the price at which I will buy this stock at. Well, not buy. It. You'll get the price, the value price of it. You'll get what Trapper says this price is value. Now, Jose, are we putting a link to this? Uh <laughs> Hold on. What? Shout out to everybody. Okay, listen. We got the triple beam team. If you're in the triple beam team, let me see you. Let me see you put the. Tr- no, all right. Let's start over. Let's start over. If you are the 7.99, if you're in the blessed the trap, let me see the praying hands. Cause you are blessing the trap, and we appreciate your seed. We appreciate that if you're in the bless the trap. Let me see the praying hand. You know the ones like this. They say it's a high five. Let me see that. Salute to y'all. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate everybody in a bless the blessed trap. If you're in a bless the blessed trap, seven ninety nine. Let me. See. Oh, that's the hallelujah hands. Okay, I like them too. Cool, 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 cool. We appreciate you. That will one hundred percent help us. You know, make sure this thing stay up and running, going the right way. Appreciate everybody. Oh, they in the chat for real, for real. Okay. (laughs) Shout out to the of chat. Shout out to y'all. All All right. If you in the lottery pick, you're going to get the break it down a brick intrinsic value price tonight. And then it's tomorrow, right? You get the triple beam, right? Tomorrow we put that in there tomorrow. We put that in there. And then you also will get the, trip, the lottery pick breakdown tomorrow. And then you'll get when I make the CMG, SMH, Apple, XLK, you'll get those in. If you're in that till, just put in the triple beam. So if you're in a Travis lottery pick, let me see the triple beam. Let me see the triple beam. If you're in a Travis lottery pick, let me salute you right quick. Well, I mean to press that. My bad. If you're in a Travis lottery pick, let me see you, man. Let me see you in the chat, man. Let me see you in the chat. Because I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do something different. Give me the triple beam if you're in there. All right, I see y'all. I see y'all. I see y'all. I see y'all. Let me see. Let me see y'all. All right, now watch this. Oh, I see you. Okay. Now watch this. If you in a triple beam team, if you in a triple beam team, that mean you get the lottery pick. That mean you get the breakdown. That mean you get the early thing discount on the merch, the early drop on the merch. Give me the triple beam and a trap house. Uh, give me the triple beam and a trap house. Okay, triple. Okay. I see the lottery picks of the building. Let's go, baby. Let's go, man. All right, now, if you're in a triple bean team, right, if you're in a triple bean team, let me see it. You get the breaking out of brick. You get the lottery pick. You also get the merch. Early drop. Discount. And we got, we just uploaded, can I tell them? We uploaded the Ross interview I did. Nobody ain't got that. Nobody. It's in right is in there right now. I'm talking about I'm in Ross Crib and we politicking. Me and my guy. Oh. Right? So if you're in a triple bean team, give me the triple bean and a trap house. You get that. But also anytime a guest come in here, anytime a guest come in here, you'll get an exclusive like chat that me and them gonna do specifically for you plus some other additives, man. So shout out to everybody, whether you're in a triple bean team, whether you're the trap lottery pick, whether you blessing a trap, man, you know what? (laughs) I on the team, man, we just want to tell y'all thank y'all, man. Oh, yeah, but I forgot. The triple bean team also, we got to set it up so they can get the Q&A. Yeah, I forgot that. The Triple Bean team also get the Q&A. So every week from the Triple Bean team we will get four questions. So you're going to have a 1-800-TRAP-A-Hotline and you're going to also have the Meet the Plug. Uh-huh. And it's an intro video in there in case you lost. So if you want actual ask your question live on the show, don't be stage frightened. Ask your question live. It ain't no pre-record. It's what's up, chat. So, we got to find a way to set that up, though. So, we're working on setting that up, like putting the thing in there so you can ask your question. You come to the speaker. What's up, Travis? It's your boy, Jacob. And I want to know. Ooh, that's going to be heavy. I'm going to have to put my computer up here, though. Because I'm going to have to. I got to go look it up on the spot. I like that. I like that. So that's what we talking about, man. We talking about taking the show to another level, man. No cookie cutter answers. Next level, man. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, man. Let's move on. All right. Breaking out a brick, man. This week we going with Intuitive Surgical, man. It is a company that develops, manufactures, and produces, uh, enables ph- physicians and healthcare providers to enhance the quality of access to minimally evasive care. The company has five different products and services, uh, but operates as one reportable segment. They have uh, instruments, accessories, services, learning, and digital solutions. Let's go a little further. Intuitive Surgical, right? Let's go a little further. Let's think about it, right? Revenue year over year have they increased for five years? They've been inconsistent, right? Jose, <laughs> somebody said, I need to upgrade. We need to put in on how they can upgrade. We need to upgrade. All right, uh, net income year over year. Has it It's been inconsistent. Cash flow from operating activities year over year. It's been consistent. Free cash flow positive for the last five years. Consistent. They trapping. We like free cash flow positive for the last five years. They trapping. Gross margin is consistently growing for the last five years. Consistent. EPS growth for the last five years have been inconsistent. Let's go a little further. All right? Here's what I like. Return on equity is so important, man. Is it consistently growing at 12 to 15%? Is inconsistent, but it has consistently been growing at 11%. 117 to be exact. So, there's smidgen underneath. Return on invested capital hasn't been consistently growing over the last five years. It's in, been inconsistent, but they've been in between 11 and 15%, which tells us that Management can give us a return on the invested money, but they need to be more consistent with keeping it at that high level. This is what makes them top tier. Let's go a little further. This is what I like. The industry average, the industry average, they are superior. Right, 10 years, they've been averaging at 16%. We're talking returns. Seven years, 15%. Watch this. Five years, 17%. Three years, 16%. One year, 17%. On average, that dividend growth has been growing. One of the reasons why I like this company because it is a solid company in the medical industry. They strong, but the Average at which they've been growing the dividend is amazing. One of the things we want to look at when we have company that's a stable, we want to make sure they can consistently grow the dividend, but also they've been growing the free cash flow. Trap, why you always talk about free cash flow? Well, I talk about that in the trapping method, but I'm going to talk about it right here for one specific reason. If you're in the industry of any industry, but especially the medical industry, A company having strong free cash flow means that they can do what? Acquire other businesses. It means they can do what? Increase the dividend. It means they can do what? Expand. Remember, with the rules, the E stands for expansion. The company has a strong balance sheet. The company has a nice moat which means it has a competitive advantage. It's not a perfect company, but it is a company that has growth. It is a company that has strong cash flow. It is a company that has great management. It's a company that has great products and services. It is a company that is in a growing industry. I like intuitive surgical. And if you're in the lottery pick or if you're in the triple beam team, you'll get that price tonight. Let's go, man. Go a little further. All right, man. This week's Trapper of the Week. This is my favorite segment of the show, man, because we simply get to highlight people, especially this Black History Month. But we get to highlight people who have been successful, who may have been overlooked. Y'all know I started this show off talking about Warren Buffett and, you know, a lot of the other great investors, but we know those already. For 29 weeks straight, we've given you someone different. Someone that looked like you, sounded like you, talked like you, and went through adversity that you went through. And we want to highlight them. Because without people like this, there would not be a Wall Street trap or a trapping Tuesday. Without people like this, there would not be inspiration for us to be successful entrepreneurs. Without people like this, it wouldn't be people who are like us that are successfully pushing the barriers and the boundaries. So this week, we will highlight none other than, drum roll please, Daniel H. Williams, who's American. One of the reasons why I ran across this and it was so dope is because I saw black first black-owned hospital. That was crazy. And I'ma keep it real, I had no idea that even existed. And that's what I be talking about, like with stuff like this, is like once you first of all, you gotta go dig to find it. When you find it, it be like, wait. I know about the Oskeeners, the Oshinas and the children's hospitals, and the, why I never heard about this. Provident Hospital was co-founded by Daniel H. Williams and the African American surgeon. Uh, it was the first non-surgical hospital in the United States, and it provided a nursing school as well. And I think that's what made this so phenomenal for me was not only did he have a hospital that he co-founded, but he also co-founded the nursing school. So he sent you from nursing school to hospital. Like that makes sense? Like you went from being in a nursing school that he taught you at to the hospital where he employed you at. God, that's cold-blooded. Non, first non-segregated. But also he was a surgeon. So you ain't learn from somebody that talked about business, but ain't never built a business. You're talking about someone who actually, watch this. He actually did a successful heart surgery. He different. He was different. So I just want to highlight this king, man. Let's, let's applaud this king, man. <laughs> Barriers will be broken. Bears will be broken. All right, man, let's get into our second favorite one, the Well Track. You know, we understand that, you know, rappers are the gate, music, not rappers. Music are, will always be the gatekeepers to the culture, man. This is what it is, man. But there's so much stuff in music that takes away from who we are. Now, I'm gonna be real. And I said this before, man, that I used to tell myself, man, I ain't listening to rap music no more. But honestly, saying that means I'm not going to be tapped into the culture no more. What happens is There's so much impactful information inside of the music that can do us good, but it's surrounded by so much stuff that does us harm. But here's the thing, yo, you cannot despise rap music without despising the people that put the people in position to make that kind of music. You cannot despise rap music or say, I'm not going to listen to rap music or I hate rap music if you don't also hate the people that put us in the conditions to rap about the stuff that we see in here. Because in most cases, people are just rapping about what they seen. In most cases, people are just rapping about what they experienced. Now, yes... We got to demand more from our people that's telling those stories. But we also got to demand better from the people who are putting us in those conditions. The same people that has elementary schools inside of low poverty. Watch this. Where are the the schools at? Oh, this is good. Where are the schools at that that are qualified as not having the highest education. Where they at? In the hood. Why? Because in the the impoverished communities is where most of the unemployment, most of the drugs, most of the crime, most of the violence, most of the single parent homes, most of the government assistance, most of the felons, and I can go on and on. But the most important stat is this. It's where the least amount of tax is being paid. Where there are no tax dollars, you will see a community that is deficient in programming, deficient in tools, deficient in opportunity. You put those deficiencies together and you get chaos. So there is no way you can truly hate rap music without hating the people who put us in deficient economic environments. So, with that being said, this week Well Track is brought to you by none other than the homie, the OG. We just had this conversation. I ain't gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about it. I think Wayne had the best verse on "God Dead." I don't care what nobody says. It's what it is: We say "Hove." I'm not mad at you for those 18 minutes on one song, but I know you talk about money, and I ain't mad at that. And I get it. Appreciate all those kings, appreciate Rick Ross, appreciate Wayne, appreciate Hov. appreciate the Grammy performance that they put on, that they gave us. We needed to see that. I'm not about to go back and forth y'all about trap, you trip. is what I like, is what I like. But I will say this. Hove told us something that was so profound. And I think we miss it. Because he does tell us so many great things. I will will not take that from him. Hope has told us so many great, he's given us legendary bars, yo. I will not, I'm not a hater. But the one bar that I really love that he said that I will highlight in this week's wealth track is this. And it's simple. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. End quote. But in it right there. Whether you talk about him being an Illuminati, whether you talk about him being a devil worshiper, that ain't none of my business, man. What I will say is this. The man is a business. He is a billion dollar business. He's a machine. People won't always agree with how you do business. Shit, Martin Luther King talked to us about freedom and they hated him. Jesus Christ turned water. I mean, Jesus Christ healed people, healed the sick, healed the leper. And the same people he healed said kill him when he put him on a cross. I'm not comparing hoes to none of them. What I am saying is no matter how much good you do, no matter who you are in this world, you have people who like you, you have people who don't like you and it ain't your business. It ain't for you to care. But what I will say is this man, Hov has inspired a lot of people, especially me. As a man coming from the hood, as a man coming from New Orleans, as a man who is in the process of building something and going forward, I remember 1996 Holes. I remember in my lifetime, I remember that. I remember, friend of foe, yo, state your biz. Mmm, it's an adult. Ah, that is me. It's out of my hand, and you getting money around here is out of the plan. So don't hop your ass out of that van. See, that's that's kind of people don't even know what track that is. I remember watching streets is watching on the CD, on the DVD on a cassette, I remember that. I remember, I'm off for presidents to represent me, get money. I remember that, and so watching him go from that to watching the big t-shirt headband hold, to watching Jay-Z Hugh, Jay-Z Blue hold, to watching It's a Dynasty, to. Rock Nation. To I'ma buy NF. To watching him say, okay, I'ma go create Rihanna and, and and Yeezy and to just watching him navigate. And again, I don't care how he. I don't care, yo, because people are not gonna agree with what I did in my life. But watching him turn into the person he is, watching him turn into the business he is, is inspiration. But I'm gonna say this too. I'm also the person who admires Baby. <laughs> I admire your bird, man, too. Because I know success comes in so many shapes, forms, and fashions. But what I do know is success ain't easy. What I do know is that line, I'm not a business man, I'm a business man, was the epitome of turning your last name into an asset. And if we truly on this wealth building journey and we understand that the cardinal principle of building wealth is that assets. Turn into wealth. The biggest gem missed in that. Is you becoming an asset. Because when you become the asset you have so much knowledge and information that you can pass on to the next generation. And so while Blue Ivy and the twins or whatever the kid's name is, while they probably will never be Jay-Z, and while they will probably never be Beyonce, what we do know is they have legacy attached to their name. And that gives them the opportunity and the freedom to be whatever they want to be in life. And so for that, we're going to thank Ho for I'm not a business, man. I'm a business, man. And we're going to clap to that. All right, man. So let's get on the wise words from the OG. I'm going to do it from right here today. As we look at this game and as we evolve, what are the consequences that come with being free? What are the remnants of going after wealth? But what is the residue of poverty? What is it that keeps us from going and committing to that next level? Risk is 100% the tuition we must pay for success. Risk is unavoidable. Risk is realizing that a loss is probable. But what is a win? What is victory? Without acknowledging the risk. You cannot truly say you want in life what you want without taking the risk. So I often say you got to change for what you say you want, but you have to change what you say you want. Who profits from you taking the risk? Who benefits from you making that first investment? What does it look like for your family to say, I no longer have to be on government assistance. What does it look like for your family to say, I can be what I want to be in life? Every time I talk to my daughter, man, every day she changes up on what she wants to be in life. And guess what? I never obstruct the dream. I never say you can't be that. I never put her in a specific category. It's whatever you want to be, Stank. There's freedom in that. The other day, man, I walked around my pool. I just bought a house. It was probably 47, maybe 50 degrees that night. And my cousin came to me and said, hey, cuz, man, come inside. Man, it's cold out there. But I ain't feel it cold because in my mind, in my heart, I felt like I was wrapped in God's bosom and I was giving God thanks for the position I was in. What does prosperity feel like? What does it look like? The question that I want you to contemplate on all week is who suffers if I don't take the risk? What deposits have you made to ensure where you're going? The investments you make today Are they building a castle? Or is it a house on quicksand? The goal is for you to become the asset. The goal is for you to become the treasure. Life is not about the circumstances that we are put in but most so about the decisions that we make. You'll never hear me cry about going to prison. You'll never hear me cry about my mama being shot in front of me. You'll never cry about me being homeless. But instead of using it as a a victim, I use it as the reason why I'm victorious. I use those things as the reason why I'm triumphant. I use that adversity not as a crutch, but as a trampoline to catapult me from a place of poverty, a place of abandonment to a place of prosperity, to a place of abundance. And so, yes, wealth is a thing. Yes, money is a thing. Yes, we want opportunities. What are the foundations that you are laying when it comes to that mindset? I want you to be wealthy, not because of what you aspire to get, but I want you to chase and go after wealth because of what the people before you didn't have the opportunity to have, what they didn't have the knowledge to have, what they didn't live to see. Again, I'm talking to my cousin the other day, and we standing in my living room, and I said, "Cuz, I just wish your mama and I wish my ain't glow could see this." I say because this, this is me letting them know the next few generations are in good hands. Because see, along the line, somebody has to pass the torch. Somebody has to take not only accountability, but somebody has to take responsibility for the direction that the family is heading. Somebody got to do it. And in my family, I said it's going to be me. And so not only do I have to strive and navigate through this unfamiliar territory, I don't have the luxury of being able to cry and complain about it. That's the thing that comes with leadership. You don't have the luxury of crying and complaining about the things that people cry and complain about. Some people are great at being visionaries and others are great at being in the audience watching visionaries, have vision. Which one are you? Do you lay down at night and think about the possibilities? Because I know I do. Every time I see somebody accomplish something, every time I see somebody break down a new barrier, it lets me understand. It helps me know that I am capable. It lets me know that it has an expense freedom has a price freedom is an a quiet taste freedom comes with risk freedom is uncomfortable so immediately i tell myself in order to accomplish the things that i really want i have to get familiar 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 i have to become family with being uncomfortable so that that encounter Doesn't throw me off. So that encounter, that turbulence doesn't discourage me. Instead, I walk with it. I build a friendship with it. I become partners with it. See, because once you let the fear and once you let the, the uncomfortable situation know, yo, I'm in partnership with you. I know that I can't become successful without you being here. What's good? At that point, the whole dynamic changes. And so in the beginning, the name of this episode was what? An encounter with wealth. So I ask you, What will your encounter be? Listen, man, it's another episode of Trap and Tuesdays, episode 29. Thank you for two hours and 35 minutes to the dopest show on the block. Well, our motto is we don't get it out the mud, we get it out the market. Listen, man, if, if you truly enjoyed this show, man, I. All I ask is that you truly share it and subscribe. Each and every Thursday, we put the audio experience out on every platform. Every podcast platform. Do me a favor and go download that. It does us a tremendous amount of good. If you are part of Bless the Trap, if you are part of Trappers Lottery Pick, if you are part of the Triple Beam team, salute. Welcome to the family. More than anything, man, I appreciate everybody that comes each and every Tuesday and spend two hours to two hours and a half with me. I want you to understand that this is not something that is normal. I want you to understand that they say that people now have ADD. I want you to understand not only are saying people of our era can't pay attention to nothing. I want you to understand this is why Instagram has 60 second reels and 90 second reels, because it has trained us not to pay attention to long form content. But for the last 29 weeks, you all have been showing up and showing out. And I promise you, this 29 weeks going to turn to 29 years. And so for that, I want to tell you, thank you. I appreciate you. And I'm going to see you all next week, man. It's your boy the Wall Street Trapper. I love y'all. Good night.